Down to Business with Bobby Kerr. Brought to you by Bank of Ireland on News Talk. So the clamour for national wage deals to tackle uh, stagflation won't pay off in the end. So says my next guest, Cormac Lucy, he's the economics columnist with the Sunday Times. Good morning to you, Cormac. How are you? I'm very good. Thank you, Bobby. Now, I'm reading again quite depressingly this morning, Cormac, the, about the inflation rises uh, across our state. 9.6% as price increases reach record levels. So we've the highest inflation now in around, whatever, 40 years. Um, we have a scenario whereby if you're, a, uh, I suppose, a, 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 a minimum wage worker and you get 2.9% is what the increase they're getting and you see these 9%, basically you're going to be 7% shy, or 7% worse off at the end of the year. So what do we do to balance the books here? Like, clearly the the lower paid, the young are disproportionately affected by inflation because when they've been paid the lowest amount, the, these uh, inflationary percentages hit them the hardest. Is that not the case? It probably is. Uh, and also uh, people on welfare who will be spending <clears throat> a disproportionately large share of their money on items of spending that have been rising disproportionately fast. Uh, it seems to me that there are a couple of observations I would make. One is we, we had a massive splurge in incomes during the pandemic. Th- those of us who had jobs or who were getting uh, state subsidies to, to keep stay in jobs, uh, there was a big splurge in asset prices. So in a sense, even though in medical terms it was the worst of times, in economic terms it was a very buoyant period. Yeah. And now we're getting the absolute flip side of that where uh, people are suffering quite significant reductions in their uh, disposable income and in their real disposable income. Uh, what can we do about it? In Ireland, uh, you know, it seems to me there are two things the government could do pretty quickly and they wouldn't need a budget to do it. Uh, one would be to index link welfare to inflation. And the other, something that is getting remarkably little attention would be to index link the tax bans for income tax payment. Because what, what's happening is people are entering into the higher, you know, as wages rise in response to inflation, yeah. uh, people yeah. uh, their wages are being hit in the top tax band and their average income tax rate is rising. And uh, every budget, Pascal Donoghue smiles at us and, and he gives us maybe back a fifth of what he's gaining from this process. And it's a kind of a sleight of hand that finance ministers have been practicing for 30, 40 years. If we just index linked the tax bans, that would put a stop to it and at least give us some marginal relief and something permanent uh, going forward. Yeah, I, I think there are two good suggestions, particularly around index, index linking. Uh, like, that seems obvious because, you know, uh, index linking to social welfare those people are going to desperately need this, particularly when you look at the the, the, the things like energy increases up nearly 50%. We saw the fourth increase now with Electric Ireland. Can I ask you about um, social partnerships, Cormac? Uh, I suppose the history of them is a little bit peppered, isn't it? I think they're of limited value. I mean, if, if you think about it, what do, they, what do they achieve? At one level, they achieve industrial peace. But we already have substantial industrial peace. The, the number of workdays lost to industrial action 
is very, very low. Uh, secondly, they provide a sort of a national framework for wage setting rather than localised uh, free-for-alls. But it, what wage agreements became in the end was essentially, they became focused on the public sector. Uh, and the private sector played less and less a role as union strength in the private sector weakened. Uh, so there's a danger that it just becomes a sort of a public sector show. Yeah. And there's this impression given that uh, all sections of society are being represented. And then you bring NGOs into the picture as well. And I personally, I would rather that decisions were made in Doyle Aaron by elected representatives where we all have an equal vote than behind closed doors where sectional interests are, 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 are given the front seats. Um, I have a text in here that says, Bobby saying that we can't have wage agreements because it won't help. Inflation is missing the point. People are struggling. That comes in from Tom. And I, I, I do fully acknowledge what Tom is, is saying, that people are actually struggling. And But is there a danger with, with uh, national wage deals as well, that trying to settle them or agree them in times when r- inflation is running so high, it seems to me to be a very difficult thing to achieve when you're trying to do it in the in that with that backdrop, it is when you're aiming at a moving target. Yeah, and you you don't know what inflation will be in the year or two years covered by the agreement that you're you're entering into, and it seems to me it all comes back to central banks. You know, there we're looking to them to actually reduce inflation and get rid of the need for us to have to uh, come up with policy measures to address inflation rather than work our way around inflation, can they uh, kill off inflation and get us back to where we were two, three years ago when when nobody was really worrying about inflation? You know the way we had sort of examples of the, you know, during the pandemic of good initiatives that sort of worked and they were temporary. If we look at some of the temporary initiatives that are out there at the moment, like the €200 energy payment to households, Cliff Taylor is suggesting in today's Irish Times that that could be repeated. So initiatives like that could also help, could they not? They can re- they can help, but they're really going to be, uh, you know, you're turning up at somebody's house looking for a full meal and, and, and they give you a Kit Kat. That, that's what these measures are the equivalent of. The government is never going to fully compensate for all of the cost impact of inflation. They just don't have the money to do it. Yeah. So what they can do is they can do symbolic things like like give you a Kit Kat. <laughs> and and they, maybe they can give you two Kit Kats if, if you start getting grumpy. But ultimately, we, we need central bankers to to do the hard work to, to, to put the inflation genie back into its bottle. But we're going to see now with central banks the interest rate rise that are going to come in the next month. And that's going to bring in a whole other platter of uh, people into the into the arena of massive hikes in their monthly mortgage payments. Like, we haven't Correct. even seen that yet. Yeah. And, and this is what I meant at the start of our, our discussion where I said we've moved from kind of the best of all worlds where the government stimulus and central bank stimulus was up at full volume in, in 2000 and 2001 and people's wages went up very substantially, real wages, uh, and asset prices went up very substantially. And now we're experiencing the reverse of that on all fronts. And we may see an intensity of the negative effects because the, the, the real problem is 
that if, if we view inflation as a form of, can, of economic cancer, the only remedy that central bankers have is effectively the chemotherapy of depressing economic activity and risking a recession. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so there's, there's no, there, there are no easy choices and there are no uh, nice choices. You're choosing between bad and worse rather than between good and bad. So do you want me to shoot me in the head or in the stomach? That kind of an analogy. No, I'm, 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 I'm going to give you three Kit Kats <laughs> and, and, and maybe that will make you feel better. Well, I, I, I am actually feeling a little bit better out talking to you. But, but finally, Cormac, can I say, is there not a massive disconnect here between where politics and economics are? Uh, the political establishment is all talking about, you know, trying to get voters on board, but they're doing exactly the opposite things of what they need to be doing with this inflationary problem. Well, I, I find it, I, I, I was a member of Fine Gael for many years, and I find it distressing that I, haven't, I can't recall hearing a single TD from that party or any other party calling for the index linking of uh, income tax bans. That would be a very simple, logical honest measure that you can you can argue for. Uh, and I think there's a lot of... The focus in the Doyle and the focus in Irish political debate is on addressing the symptoms of inflation and pretending that the government, King Canute-like, can, can put a seat down by the shore and order the tide to turn back yeah. when they can't. Inflation is a... You know, we're governed in monetary terms from Frankfurt. Okay. The, in, the inflation is across Europe, and, and we can't fix it on our own here in Ireland. Okay. All right. Well, look, uh, thanks for joining us, Cormac. Uh, good to talk to you. Good to get your take on things. Down to Business with Bobby Kerr. Brought to you by Bank of Ireland. Saturday morning at 11 on News Talk.